It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm your host, Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty well. What's going on, man? Not too much. Getting ready for Titans versus Bills on Sunday. Should be an interesting game. We'll get a little bit into that before we do. We'll remind you that we write for MusicCityMiracles.com. We're covering the Titans for SB Nations. You can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry's at TLambertFB. And you can follow the podcast account at LockedOnTitans. You can also get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out LockedOnTitans. Subscribe to us there. And you'll get the newest episodes as soon as they are available. All right, so a few things to touch on tonight. One, the national respect uh, conversation came up again today, which tends to be uh, one that comes up periodically around the Titans. Let's talk a little bit about that. Talk about injuries and what the Titans are going to be looking at on that front. And then, like I said, get into the Bills just a little bit. So there was a big thing today about, I, I guess, apparently, Byer, Kevin Byer and, and Taylor LeJuan both had made comments in the last couple of days about the Titans not getting enough respect nationally. And then there was a thing on Good Morning Football or whatever it is where one of those guys on there went on something about why the Titans don't get respect and he was he, he wasn't saying it was his opinion but went into this whole thing about people's opinions of the team and of Nashville and all that kind of stuff and, and most of that was stupid and outdated but it probably is how you know most of the country views the team but in, in a larger conversation uh, like I said we do get into this conversation it seems like once a year or at least a few times a year when the Titans um, are, are playing well and nobody's really giving them any credit and, you know, Mike Brown was asked about it today, and, of course, he said what he's going to say, that it doesn't matter, you know, we just go there and win, and all that kind of stuff will take care of itself. But from a Titans fan's perspective, it is kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying when, when they're actually out there doing good things, when they're different from the team that they were last year, when they're winning games in different ways this year. It is a little bit frustrating and annoying for the people on the national level not to give them credit for that. Yeah, and, and part of part of winning, part of the fun of that is – getting on ESPN, listening to the guys that you watch every weekend, finally talk about your team. You know, it, it, their Titans are always glossed over, and it seems like uh, it's, it's just a rotation of Patriots, Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know, the mainstream teams are. So when, when you start winning, you want to hear your team's name be brought up in, in those conversations. You just it, – it's a real simple thing. They're, they're playing well. They've won in spite of injuries. And, you know, that that's the thing that gets me – is these commentators making all these statements? They have no idea what the Titans have gone through, and, and it's it's just super obvious. You know, you call them out for it, and, and you know they they have no clue that the Titans were playing down three tackles uh, against the Texans, were playing without Marcus Mariota, and then they have no idea that Marcus Mariota played against the Jaguars and couldn't feel two of his fingers. So um, it's just clear that they're not paying attention. Uh, you know, you heard Trey Wingo uh, go on the radio and say that the Titans were rotating in Blaine Gabbert and Marcus Mariota. So I, that's that's all you need to know there. Um, at the end of the day, it does not matter at all. But good Lord, it is frustrating to hear. Uh, we think this Titans team is pretty good and they've overcome a lot. And it's just uh, you, you want to hear them be talked about in a positive light for once. Yeah, and, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, so two weeks ago, you know, they go to, they go against Jacksonville and win. And, you know, the week before that, Jacksonville beat the Patriots, and everybody had already crowned Jacksonville, you know, the kings of the AFC. 
And then Titans go down there. They, they win an ugly game, obviously, but they go to there and win without their tackles, you know, without or one of their tackles, without you know Marcus, like you said, being being able to feel a couple of his fingers. Not planning on him playing at all, but after Gabbert, you know, gets a concussion in the, in the first quarter. And then you know, I, I do power rankings every Tuesday for for me to see miracles. And on a lot of a lot of sites, the Titans didn't even move up. Like they were twentieth the week before. They were twentieth after beating the, after beating the Jaguars. And the Jaguars were like two, three, five. You know, whatever it was in power rankings. And so, and again, we understand this stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day. Uh, you know, when they play on Sundays, it doesn't matter. And if the Titans win all their games, then they'll win the Super Bowl, and it, it won't matter where they were ranked in the power rankings. But it's just frustrating to to see that kind of stuff happen. They have gotten, I, I will say, a little bit of a bump after that win over the Eagles. Um, because, you know, the offense finally looked good, and, and that's the defending Super Bowl champs and, and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully they can they can kind of build on that. They've got a, they've got a, a little stretch here where if they, I mean, they're favored against the Bills. They're, I'm assuming they'll be favored uh, in, you know, a week and a half, whatever, against the Ravens. So if they can win those games, then I think they'll start to, they'll start to be a little bit of buzz built around. I mean, they'll be 6-1. and one. Um, you know, at, at at least the you know tied for the top of the AFC. So if, if they can continue to build on that, they should they should start to get it. But it's just funny, you know, the whole conversation coming into the year was, yeah, the Titans were good last year. They they won a playoff game, but they got lucky, you know, and all these numbers why they were going to regress. And if you actually watched the team, you knew how much the offense underperformed and how the ceiling was actually so much higher than what we saw last year just because they, they got by on, on the fact of the offense was terrible, but the defense was good enough that, that they were able to win those games. So it was, it was kind of frustrating coming into the year for, for people that didn't really know anything about why the Titans were the way they were last year, and so to see the conversation continue. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if they continue to win games, they'll start to get that respect. And part of it, I think, too, is just they were so bad for so long that people forgot about them. Now, they're not in a major media market, like you said. You mentioned the teams that, that get all the buzz and get talked about anyway. But, you know, it's just they've got kind of a, an uphill battle even when they are good just because they were bad for so long. Yeah, and, and look, we're not naive. We know why. I mean, you've got a quarterback who we think is pretty good, but Marsh Mariota doesn't step out of line. You know, he's not going to give you any headlines. He's not going to give you any quotes. Uh, he, he's quiet off the field. He doesn't. He's not even on Twitter. Uh, so he, he's he's just who he is, and that's who I want him to be. Uh, so outside of that, you don't have any offensive stars. You know, you're you don't have any star receivers yet. We think Corey Davis is going to be one, but most people don't know about him yet. Uh, you don't have a star running back. You don't have Chris Johnson here. Uh, you don't have any, you know, top-flight defenders outside of Kevin Byard and Darrell Casey, which, to be honest, no one cares about outside of Nashville. Uh, so it, it's just kind of a sum of all parts. Um, the most vocal player on the team is your left tackle, and, and that just isn't going to move the needle in terms of TV ratings. So uh, we get all that. Uh, all the team can do is, is keep winning, and uh, I think they're pretty well positioned to do just that. Absolutely, and I think they do have some guys that are going to be stars. You know, Mariota, like I said, Corey Davis, Mike Vrabel, I think is going to be a star. But it's going to take a little time to get there, but they'll get there. So, anyway, uh, hopefully this is a conversation we'll have to have again because they'll consistently win, and then they'll be in these conversations. But, un- unfortunately, it's just kind of where they've been for the last few years. All right, coming up, we'll, we'll touch in or check in on the injury report, see how everybody is doing. Um, before we do that, tell you about my bookie. My bookie's been sponsoring the podcast. Going back to last year, we appreciate them doing that. 
Um, and we've told you that who you bet, where you bet is almost as important as who you bet on. You want to bet at a place where you know that if you win, you're going to get paid. And that's the thing with my bookie. They've been around for a long time. Their whole thing is you play, you win, you get paid. Um, we told you, we've told you about their mobile site, which is just as easy to use as their regular site. Um, you don't have to download an app. You don't have to search for things in different places. You get on there. You can use the site just as easily. You get get lines before games. Obviously, you can bet in game, prop bets, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they've got a special deal going on right now. They've been so slammed with new betters that um, they have a special thing going on that if you'll make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 on top of whatever your deposit is. They're also going to match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. So if you want to go on there after 7 p.m. Eastern, you want to deposit $1,000, you're going to have $2,025 in your account. If you use the promo code Locked On, so that's right, go to MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, Use the promo code Locked On Twenty Five. Sorry, I said that wrong the first time. Locked On Twenty Five, and you'll get the dollar for dollar deposit match plus the additional twenty five dollar free play when you make that deposit after seven p.m. Eastern time. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk. 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. Let's go throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. So after a few weeks of the Titans being really, really banged up, uh, they've, they've kind of turned the corner here and are actually trending toward pretty good health. Um, the two guys that missed practice on Thursday were Wesley Woodyard and Kenny Vaccaro. Uh, virtually no shot Kenny Vaccaro is going to play probably for the next month. Um, I don't know that we ever gotten confirmation that he dislocated his elbow, but um, that, that's pretty much what happened. Wesley Woodyard, I, I think they said he has a shoulder injury. Uh, Ray will say he's going to be okay but never, you know, gave any indication on how much time he's going to miss. Now, I mean, those are a couple of, uh, obviously, starters on the defense. Uh, you think you've got some guys that can fill in for Woodyard. Uh, he's been really, really good. But, you know, you, you drafted Rashawn Evans to, to be that guy. So, hopefully, um, you know, he's been he's been healthy now for a little bit. Hopefully, he's up to speed. So, you should feel pretty good about where he is. I think the bigger question, Mark, really at this point is that safety. You know, I mean, Kendrick Lewis is going to have to play. Uh, but they haven't added anybody to the roster. So at this point, you're down to, to what, Brendan Trawick and, and Dane Cruikshank behind Lewis. Lewis has been banged up, um, was in and out of the game against the Eagles, missed the first couple of weeks with a foot injury. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. And, again, not anything that you're really terrified against against the Bills and Josh Allen and, and their receiving core that's not very good. But, you know, it, it, once you get into the next couple of games, you got the Ravens, again, maybe not the, the biggest thing, but you got the Chargers after that. So um, it's just going to be interesting to watch how the rotation goes at safety because they just don't have a lot of depth there right now. Yeah, it makes you feel good about the, at least the progress of, of Dan Crookshane. You know, 
still in a reserve role, but at least they feel good about him being the backup to Kendrick Lewis there. And uh, like you were saying, not a not a stiff test this week. Uh, I'm going to expect a ton of eight in the box, um, trying to stop the the Bills' run game. I don't think they're going to be too scared of Josh Allen. Uh, in the past game. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, though. We we really don't know a ton about Kendrick Lewis yet. Uh, it seems like he's been hurt in just about uh, every game he's played as a Titan so far. So the, the linebacker position is more interesting to me because uh, we don't know a lot of, about Rashawn Evans either. Uh, he's kind of tossed into the fire last week. We don't know uh, how he's going to be, if he can hold up. Uh, but Jay on Brown it was really good replacing uh, Woodyard. Like I said, on those uh, delayed blitzes, uh, kind of filling in the, the Woodyard role. So um, we talked a lot about the linebacker depth and that being a position of strength on the team. You're going to see it on Sunday also with Will Compton. So uh, I, I think they'll be just fine if Woodyard misses a week or two. Yeah, and, you know, you, you got to give credit to John Robinson and the job that he's done in – filling in holes in this roster and giving them depth at positions. Um, but it's been tested already this year. And, you know, obviously, look, when you get down to your fourth, fourth and fifth tackle, obviously tackle like they were a couple of weeks ago, no team is equipped to do that. But like you said, you, you've got Woodyard out, who's been a, a key contributor to this defense. And you you don't feel like it's the end of the world. You got guys that can come in and play, and Jalen Brown, Rashawn Evans, Will Compton. You know, the, the combination of those guys can, can fill that role. So um, it's good to have solid depth at the position. Uh, the only other injury notes, Dennis Kelly looks like he returned to practice on Thursday. He's been out since, you know, before week two with an illness, and I don't know if they're still 100% sure what's going on there, but he's obviously making progress uh, to, to be, be able to be back on the field. And then Corey Davis missed or was limited at practice on Wednesday with some kind of sickness, but he was back a full go on on thursday so everything should be good there so finally healthy on the offensive side of the ball um you know so that, that's that's a good thing and again just really having all those guys out there and together and available um we'll finally start to see what this matt lafleur offense is going to look like and i think we got a peek at it against the eagles um you know and we talked about the creativity they showed the couple weeks prior to that but again that's not the offense that they want to run and you know just real quick last thursday night uh, you know, the Rams were on national TV, and everybody you know, on Friday is like, oh, my gosh, why can't the Titans offense be the Rams offense? And, again, people not really paying attention to what's going on and, and what they've been dealing with up to this point. But I think that the, the more time that we have with everybody healthy, uh, the more time that we have with everybody on the field and, and being able to work on things and, and put in the game plan like they want to be able to do, then I think you're going to start to see what this offense can look like. Look, they're not going to be the Rams um, not right now by any means anyway, but I think you're going to see something more similar to that than what we've seen now that everybody's healthy and playing together. Yeah, the number one thing I was excited about, and there were a lot of things to be excited about last week, uh, was coaching staff. It was Matt Fleur identifying a weakness on the Eagles and absolutely torching it. You know, you talk a lot about the, the Cleveland game from last year where their, their secondary was awful. And what did Mike Malarkey do? He ran it 40 times right off the gut. Uh, so he played to the Cleveland strength there uh, instead of attacking a weakness. So you saw the opposite of that on Sunday. Uh, interested to see what he does on Sunday against the Bills because they've got two pretty good corners, uh, Tredavious White and then Ryan Lewis on the other side who's been great after coming over from the Patriots. 
uh, a little weak in the in the behind those two at safety. They're they're banged up there, uh, but you know the front defensive front is okay. Uh, I, I think they're probably middle of the road. You just uh, you just wonder if it, this is a spot to feed Derrick Henry you know, 15 or 20 carries for the first time all season. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get a little bit more into the Bills coming up here. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about Swap.com. Uh, look, we all know how ridiculous prices have gotten on clothes. Um, if you have kids, you know how frustrating it is to go out and buy them new clothes, and then two weeks later they've grown out of them. That's why you need to use Swap.com. They have a it's, – it's the world's largest online thrift store. Have a huge variety of things. They have new things available on the site every day. So if you go there, you can check them out. If you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get thirty five percent off of select items on your first order. So go to Swap dot com. Use the promo code Locked On to get thirty five percent off of your first order. Uh, with Swap dot com, you can save up to ninety percent off of retail off the retail price of your favorite brands like Carter, Nike, J Crew, and Gap. They have quality hand inspected items that are added daily to their site. And if something doesn't fit, you can send it back. Hassle-free returns within 30 days. So 90% off of regular prices, 35% off of that price. When you use the promo code Locked On, you can't beat that. So visit Swap.com, use that promo code Locked On, and check out what they have to offer. And check it out every day. They have new stuff going on there every day. So check it out, Swap.com. All right, so you talked a little bit about the bills uh, leading into that. But, you know, this is a game to me. One, I think there is a little bit of the trap game thing going on here. Um, I think obviously, you know, Mike Verbal said they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna avoid that. Uh, they're not gonna take anybody for granted, all that stuff. And and I mean, I, I think all that stuff is true, and I, I think they will do their best not to do that. But it would have to be a little bit of a letdown spot coming off the three game run that they've come off of, winning two you know huge division games, beating the defending Super Bowl champs. Now you had to Buffalo to to play against a team that's not very good. Um, that you know doesn't have a whole lot to play for at this point, um, you know, and, and their struggles with their quarterback and all that stuff are, are, are well chronicled. But if the Titans go up there and play the game that they should play, then I think they should they should be able to come out of there, out of there with a pretty easy win. But I do think this is a game that we probably see close going into the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, you said before about feeding Derrick Henry. That, that's an interesting thing to me. Um, you know, he's the the one guy I would say on offense so far that hasn't had his big game. You know, Taylor Taylor's flash. Marcus Mariota obviously had, you know, his breakout game. Corey Davis had his breakout game. Derrick Henry is the guy that, you know, a lot of people have been waiting for this big game to come from, and it just hasn't been there yet. He's a guy that we know needs to get carries to get going, and, you know, you need to keep feeding him, and he wears the defense down and all that stuff. And all that stuff is true, but, you know, and we've talked about it, and, and not to, you know, belabor at this point right now, but I'm not sure that that's the offense that you run in the NFL today, and I'm, not, and I'm not sure that's the offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run. But I think if there is a spot to try to get him going, this could be it. But it's not just, hey, we're going to go up there, we're going to give Derrick Henry, he's going to run all over them. The, the Bills are pretty good uh, up front. They're pretty good on defense, like you said. So, I mean, I think that, you know, that could be the end result if they can get to a lead and then, you know, kind of try to wear them down from that point. But I think we'll see more of the same of what we saw last week. I think they're going to go up there, try to throw the ball, get that going, and then if they get a lead, give it to Derrick Henry and kind of try to let him run things out. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like I was saying, two corners are, are pretty well graded on, on pro football focus. Uh, you know, the names on the interior start with Ule, 
Kyle Williams, they've been around the league for a long time, uh, pretty stout interior defenders. So uh, Bills are pretty solid across the board. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in that Tredavious White-Corey Davis matchup. Uh, White has been an eraser since he came into this league. Uh, he, he's been every bit as good as Marshawn Lattimore uh, was in the running for Defensive Rookie of the Year last season. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see if Corey Davis can can beat him. Uh, if Matt Lafleur kind of tries to to line him up in different spots to get him off of that matchup, so uh, wouldn't surprise me if the passing game took a step back. I mean, you can't get better, much better than what they did last Sunday, uh, but I, I I do think this secondary is better than Phillies, uh, and I, I think this front is worse. So I think you'll see them try and run the ball, try and get something established on the ground. Uh, because they really did not even try last week. Yeah, and then you know, uh, on the from the Titans' defensive perspective, go up there and put pressure on Josh Allen. I think he got sacked like seven times last week against the Packers. Um, the Titans' defensive front has been really good. Uh, Dean Pease has showed that he's not afraid to dial up blitzes. I would assume that you go in with a similar game plan here. Uh, keep the rookie quarterback uncomfortable. The Bills, somewhat surprisingly, haven't been able to establish a run game to this point. So if you can keep them in those, you know, obvious passing down situations, and then you can do some things to confuse Josh Allen. Like we all know, he's, he has a huge arm, obviously, but he, he, the accuracy has been an issue. Decision making has been an issue. So if they can go up there and get after him, um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if they can, you know, force a couple of turnovers, maybe get a pick six. Um, you know, I, I know this doesn't necessarily mean anything, but on DraftKings, the Titans are the most expensive defense this weekend, and that's just kind of surprising to see. But like I said, with the with the pressure that the Packers were able to put on Allen last week, and with what the Titans showed they can do last week against you know the Eagles' offense and Carson Wentz, it does make sense. And I expect a, just another big day from Harold Landry, Jarrell Casey, those guys in this one. I think they're going to be able to to get after Josh Allen. Yeah, this Bills offense is bad. I mean, there's no way around it. Uh, they can't run the ball. LaShawn McCoy has been banged up. Uh, it sounds like they're going to get him back. But still, uh, Kelvin Benjamin is pretty slow. You know, he, he's kind of regressed from from his Carolina days. Uh, you're looking at Andre Holmes on the other side. Uh, Zay Jones working out of the slot, a, a guy that we talked about in draft season a couple of years ago. So there's just not a lot here. Josh Allen's pretty erratic. Uh, he's actually the team's leading rusher, so that's that. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. So uh, I'd expect a couple of mistakes from Josh Allen. Uh, I'd expect the Titans to capitalize on those mistakes. Um, you know, it, it just like we were talking about. It just feels like one of those trap games. Uh, Minnesota, I, I'm sure, thought the same thing as as the Bills came to to <coughs> Minneapolis a couple of weeks back, and and the Vikings got smacked. Um, that was one of the more shocking upsets in NFL history. I think the Bills were, what, 17-point underdogs at, at that point. So uh, anything can happen any given Sunday. That's why they play the games. Uh, Titans should escape. But once again, like we've been saying, uh, this will be the first time we've seen this coaching staff in this position. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they prepare them and, and how they respond. Yeah, the first time that they go in is a pretty heavy favorite. So um, we'll see, but they've done nothing so far to make us think that they'll be anything but prepared. But you know, like you said, it's an NFL game, and you know everybody thought the same thing a couple weeks ago with the, with the Vikings and the Bills. So it'll be interesting to see, see how things play out. But I don't expect much trouble here, and I think, I mean, I don't know. I, it, 
I think the Titans shouldn't have. Like I said, I think it'll be a little bit of a dogfight in the first half. Um, but I think the Titans pull away pretty easily, and I don't. I don't think the Bills do much to threaten here. So we'll see how it plays out. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Check out MusicMiracles.com. We'll have a ton more on this game uh, leading up to and after the game. Obviously, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jim Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. Podcast account at Locked On Titans. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.